Hello, guys. I can't believe it's already Thursday, y'all. The NFL season is back, and it's going to be a great one. I cannot wait to get into this Bills versus Rams game with you guys. Mom, I'm recording right now. We talked about this. Come on. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's a pick. That's oh a pick. my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. Sorry about my mom, guys. I promise there will be no further interruptions. Anyway, let's talk Bills and Rams. In all seriousness, this is actually such a great way to open the NFL season this year. And I, I got to give old man Goodell a little credit for nailing it. Uh, I'm super excited for this one. I think the Rams and the Bills can give us a game that looks a lot like the 2018 Rams versus Chiefs game. I... Uh, I would say just minus maybe Andy Reid's mustached face gracing your television screen, which is a big factor. Uh, that was a huge part of my enjoyment of that football game. But uh, tonight's game will kick off tonight at 7.20 Central. Uh, that's 4.20 p.m. for the 7.2% of you that live in Los Angeles. So if you've got the Bills and the Rams players on your lineup, it's time to listen up because we are going to do some stardom or sit em. Let's start with the Bills. Josh Allen. Uh, he is what we will call a plus start. Plus starts are players that are absolute must starts. You need this player like a fish needs water. If you have Josh Allen or any of the other players that fall into this plus start category, then they absolutely should be starting this week. Moving on to the Bills running backs, Devin Singletary and James Cook. Neither of these guys are plus starts. I'm going to suggest that you start Singletary as at most a flex. I don't think he or Cook see a ton of volume in this game. I'm not super high on either of them. I think Cook can start to take a lot more volume as the year goes on. Never really been high on Devin Singletary. But I think this game is most likely going to be an arms race between Stafford and Allen. And I think it's going to become one pretty quickly, which is not going to leave a lot of running volume for Cook and Singletary. Uh, neither of them are excellent receivers either. So I don't think they will find a way to get too, too involved in the Bills passing offense. Speaking of the Bills passing offense, Stephon Diggs is also going to earn that plus start label. He is an absolute must start this week against the Rams. He's going to be super heavily targeted by Allen, even if Ramsey follows him all night long, which I think he will. I think Jalen Ramsey is going to be manned up with Stephon Diggs all, all night long, and it's going to be a tough challenge, but I think Diggs finds a way to still get some really great volume. He's going to have a lot of receptions. He's going to get the yards. He'll probably find his way into the end zone. I think Diggs has a great, great night for you. Uh, speaking of Ramsey, though, Gabe Davis is absolutely a guy to start as well. With Ramsey likely following Diggs, likely in Diggs' hip pocket all night long, that means he's not following Gabe Davis. That means Gabe Davis has a much more favorable matchup against that really young Rams secondary. They've got some depth issues beyond Ramsey and Troy Hill at the top end, so I think you can really get good value out of Gabe Davis as well. Dawson Knox, moving on to the tight end. Dawson Knox, not a start for me this week. I, I got twofold reasoning for you. Rams were fabulous against tight ends in 2021. They allowed just 6.8 points per game. I think Raheem Morris's unit can absolutely keep that going. And the other reason I don't like Knox this week is that I just find it hard to see a world in which he, Davis, and Diggs are all as fantasy productive as I imagine Davis and Diggs will be this week, which I, as I kind of read that out, I'm not really sure that that makes sense, but 
essentially, I don't think there's enough fun to go around for all three of them this week against the Rams defense. Just probably not enough volume for all three of them to be as good as you'd like. If you have another option at tight end, maybe consider going with it over Knox. Probably not the worst start in the world, though. Uh, just to get this out of the way for both of them, I know you guys probably only roster one defense, most of you anyway, and you'll just start it every week other than the team's schedule by. But if you are the type that chases a defense on a week-to-week basis, this is a really good week to bench both of the Rams and Bills defenses. And this is probably advice I will only give you once this season. Rams and Bills both have really, really good defenses, but the over-under is 52.5 in this game for a reason. I would not be surprised if they blow right by that. This is not a week to lean on either of these defenses to push you over the top for a win. Don't start either of them if you really, really need it. On to the Rams. Stafford is definitely a start for me. Kind of right on the brink of being a start plus. I, you know what? We'll give him that plus start label. I think Stafford is probably a plus start this week as well. I think he has a great night against the Bills. And I think by virtue, so will Mr. Cooper Cup, who is absolutely a plus start. Those two guys should go off. As for the running backs for LA, this is where things get a little tricky. Cam Akers is a total puzzle. He was so good at times last two years ago. He was so, so good at times. Last season, he misses the whole year and then comes back in the postseason and looks really, really bad. So I'm having trouble processing that and I need to see him again now. I need to know how healthy he is before I put a bunch of stock into him. I want him to prove me wrong. I want him to look healthy. I want him to be phenomenal. Obviously, I'm a big Rams fan. I'm a huge fan of Akers as a person. He seems like a great guy. I'm going to have to give him that flex tag this week. I wouldn't blame me if you benched him. Wouldn't blame me if you started him at RB2. Like I said, hope he proves me wrong, but can't place a ton of stock into him just, just yet. Moving on, Allen Robinson the second. That's going to be a start for me, uh, especially given the news, super recent news, by the way, that Van Jefferson will not be available in this game due to the surgery he had last month. He is not fully recovered. He is not good to go. Expect a lot of high volume for Cup and Robinson. And watch out for Tutu Atwell. Tutu Atwell could potentially become a factor in this game. Uh, With Jefferson out and McVay making a lot of preseason noise about Tutu Atwell, like supposedly definitely being a factor in this offense, I think this could be the night for Atwell to start to turn it around if he if he's capable of doing so this is a moment for him to do it uh to kind of begin to shake that bus label it's already started to plague him he's a really young guy five nine receivers in my opinion don't really work at the next level but would love for atwell to prove me wrong as well as for tyler higby i'm gonna have to suggest you sit him and essentially the exact same reasoning that i gave you for dawson knox there's not enough volume to go around for tyler higby to be as productive as you probably need him to be this week. And the Bills are even better at restricting tight ends, or at least they were last year than the Rams were. So I think this game, probably not the week to start Tyler Higby, but I think this game probably does generate a few of the best fantasy performances of the week. Uh, You're going to have to give me the Bills in a total shootout here. I hate to pick against my Rams, but I think this game will serve as a preview of this year's Super Bowl. And I've already called my shot on a 28 to 21 Bills victory over the Rams on the Offsides NFL Instagram account. Uh, Go like that post if you haven't already. But I think this game gets a little more high scoring. And give me the Bills 45, Rams 38. That is going to be my official prediction for this Thursday night football game. I'm super excited for it. Moving on, let's grade some fantasy teams. You guys loved this uh, last week. I really appreciate all the positive feedback that I got. Uh, Thank you if you reached out. We're going to run it back. 
we're going to grade them again. Uh, I'm going to grade three teams that got sent in. And again, just keep them coming. I want to be able to do this in basically every single episode. So yeah, just send in your team. Let me roast your team. Uh, let's have fun. Anyway, first up, Zach. Uh, we're looking at Zach's team here. Zach's in a 12-man league, uh, which already some props for Zach. You know that 10-man garbage. We don't we don't want to see that. 12-man or more. Sheesh. Zach's got a got a nice-looking squad here. Uh, he's got Lamar Jackson at QB. So no arguments from me there. You guys know I love Lamar. Uh, made it known that I am very much of the opinion that he can get back to the 2020 MVP form he showed. Uh, the Ravens seem to be ready to go back to that three tight end scheme that they leaned into that season. Uh, I think that is really, really good news for Lamar and especially for Lamar's fantasy value. His running back spot's really, really stacked. Uh, great backfield. We got Saquon and Kamara and then depth with Brees Hall in the flex spot. Got to give him props for getting the top end talent there and some injury insurance. We know Saquon and potentially Alvin Kamara are both relatively injury prone. Uh, so you want to have good insurance. I think Hall and Walker are pretty good options. Not bad at all. We might consider adding a third one in there, though, uh, if I were you, Zach. I'm liking the receiver setup we, we've got going on. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson a lot. Can't argue with you there. Cortland Sutton is pretty solid. Uh, we could do a little better. I think Chris Olave might worm his way into your starting lineup pretty quickly especially if Michael Thomas doesn't return to full form. So I would be watching Olave like a hawk. Uh, Goddard and Njoku, those are fine tight end options. Uh, I think you probably could do a little bit better, but we'll, I'm not going to knock you too many points for, for Goddard and Njoku, who are, they're relatively fine. Uh, Evan McPherson, a kicker. Uh, shout out my boy Andrew, uh, who loves Evan McPherson, Andrew Sparagoza. Go show him some love on his new week one preview article over on the new and improved Offsides website, which will be live as you guys are listening to this. We are really, really excited about this. It's super sleek. I was uh, I was actually just getting a look at it before I recorded this episode. So please, please go make sure you check it out. Uh, other members of the team, not, not I, but other members of the team have been working insanely, insanely hard to get this done in time for today's game, uh, for today's season. Make sure it looks amazing. Uh, Really appreciate you guys showing it love and showing them some support. Uh, anyway, sorry for the detour, but back to Zach's team. I like the bench depth that we have here. Uh, I like Ayuk. I like Justin Fields. Uh, some of the other guys I've mentioned already. Not a huge fan of rostering two defenses all year, though. Uh, I would probably consider trading or dropping the Bucks D after week one, trying to snag yourself a good depth running back. Uh just in case of emergency with your starters, who I feel like could be a little injury prone. But you know what, Zach? I'm going to give you an A- minus here for this squad, which is going to earn you the highest grade I've given out so far. And i got to say, great job. Uh, I like your squad a lot. Thank you for sending it in. I appreciate you, Zach. Next up, uh, we've got Andy. Hello, Andy. Uh, Andy's team was actually sent in by his good buddies, Woody and Buzz. Uh, so shout out to those boys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Andy's in a 12-man league. And at quarterback, Andy is rocking with the old goat, Tom Brady. We love that. Uh, Brady gets massively undervalued every single year. And he just keeps proving everybody wrong. Can't argue with you. It's a great pickup. And especially if you got the value on it that I'm thinking you did. Brady tends to slide in fantasy every year. Everyone thinks, yeah, this is the year that Brady, Brady's going down. Brady's going under. It never really is. I think you can have really solid faith in him. I like that. 
Jonathan Taylor and Travis Etienne are really, really good options at running back. Uh, not going to knock you any points at all for that. I see a ton of James Robinson hype on social media in these last, like, two weeks especially, and I am just not buying into it. But uh, I just uh, don't buy into that hype. I don't love the idea of drafting the depth RB when the number one guy was a first-round pick. I... I don't think you draft an RB in the first round to not use him as your lead back. Uh, so I like Travis Etienne this season. Moving on to the receivers, we got Tyreek Hill and CD Lamb and Darren Waller. Sheesh, are, are you in a 12-man? Did I read that wrong? Hang on. I got to look at my notes here. Okay, my, my notes say 12-man, but I now have some doubts about the validity of that. Tisk tisk. We will take Andy at his word for now, though, uh, I suppose. And, uh, okay, okay, this is a super flex league as well. So it looks like we've got Dawson Knox and Clyde Edwards-Alaire in those roles. Not a huge fan of that, got to tell you, Andy. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has not been great in his whole career. And Dawson Knox, he's been better, but he was pretty up and down last year and played most of his good games against pretty weak teams. Uh don't love him bench is pretty stacked uh making me doubt the status of a 12 man a little bit more minus the random Taysom hill ad not a big fan of that julio jones probably not good for more than two games of good fantasy play but i could be wrong about that so maybe hold on to julio uh i do love that you have hayden hurst though i uh, i like him a lot he should be pretty valuable i might actually start him week one if i were you Although, actually, he's going up against the Steelers. Ooh, Steelers do a pretty good job against tight ends as well. So that's kind of a rock and a hard place decision for you week one at tight end, Andy. Sorry about that, my friend. Uh, your bench is a little light, but you got a lot of top-end firepower. So if you are truly in a 12-man, this is a pretty good squad. Uh, i got to give it a B plus. Thanks for sending it in, Andy. Appreciate you. Last up for today's episode, we're going to sneak in Matthew. Uh, Matthew sent in his squad, which he has named Broncos Country Let's Ride. That's funny, Matthew. Super original one. How long did that take you to come up with? Sorry, sorry. I, I'm being mean. Uh, I'm only being mean to you, though, because you are in an eight-man league, and I know we can do better than that, Matthew. I'm kind of making some assumptions here based on the name uh, of your team and also your name being Matthew, but you seem like a frat guy. I was also a frat guy, so I'm not knocking you for that. But get your frat involved, bro. Like, I know you got some more homies than, than eight. I know we have more friends than that. I know you got maybe coworkers or something. Come on, man. All right. Anyway, I'm giving you a hard time. We'll let you off the hook. Uh, Matthew appears to be a man after Andy's heart. Uh, he also grabbed Tom Brady, which, again, I like that a lot. Uh, Eckler and Barkley make up our stacked eight-man backfield. Uh, love that. Can't can't say anything bad about that. And then we have Lamb and Michael Pittman Jr. at receiver. Interesting. I'm surprised Michael Pittman is a two in an eight-man. But, uh, oh, well. Tight end, we got Hawkinson and flexes Mike Williams. Uh, that's all really, really great. Here's what I do love, though. You got Damian Pierce on your bench. That is a really, really great get. I bet you Damian Pierce becomes your flex before you know it. Uh, MT and Chris Olave. Somebody's got some faith in Famous Jameis. 
I like the Melvin Gord the third edition a lot. I've definitely made it known that I think there's more value there than most people realize. I think Michael Gallup can be a stud once he's healthy. And hey, uh, I like the Joe Burrow ad as well. That's really good insurance just in case old man father time actually does catch up to Brady. Um, overall, you know what? I got to applaud your roster construction here, Matthew. Uh, I've, I've given you a hard time for being an eight-man league, which I'm still going to stand by. But uh, in all seriousness, really good work building your roster. This seems built to sustain downturns. It seems built to sustain injuries. Uh, and I'm feeling generous today. I'm handing out a lot of good grades. So, Matthew, it's going to be a B-plus for you. Good job, bud. Thank you for sending in the team. Just get a few more friends in your league, and we can get you up to an A. All right? All right? Okay. That's going to do it for me today. Uh, thanks for hanging out, guys. If you're listening on the day of release, enjoy the Bills and the Rams game tonight. I'll be watching it. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'll be live tweeting about it. I'll see you guys on Tuesday, and we will chat about all the action from this weekend, including the best performers, the biggest surprises, the best games, and we will grade more of your teams. I will roast more of you guys. Have a great weekend, y'all. I'm out of here. He is someone to watch. I'm right here right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it.